0: Welcome to the 34, to to the 34, Circe, 34 Circe Salon. Welcome, Welcome to, to, to
1: Make Matriarchy make Great matriarchy Again. Matriarchy matriarchy matriarchy. Matriarchy. Again.
0: Hello, welcome to the 34 Circe Salon, Make Matriarchy Great Again. This is Lauren Torres. I'll be your host for today. And I'm very excited to for the guests that I have today, Lucy H. Pierce. She is author of many wonderful books, including uh, Medicine Woman, Burning Woman, Creati-tru- Creatrix, She Who Makes, She of the Sea, and her forthcoming book, Crow Moon. In addition to that, Lucy is a, an artist. She um, works on images for other people and in, in publishing images, a visual artist. And she's also a teacher. She teaches courses on writing and publishing. And very exciting, she is the founder of Women Craft Publishing, which is something that we want to talk about today. That's what we're talking about. So Women Craft Publishing is uh, something that, that focuses on women. And uh, so, without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to. Oh, we have some I'm some audio, and there we go. So, Lucy, <laughs> welcome to there. Let me give you the big applause. Welcome, Lucy. This is the this is the big applause. Welcome, Lucy H. Pierce.
1: Thank you. I decided to do my own sound effects as well. <laughs> exactly.
0: Welcome to the podcast, Lucy. Um, Thank you so much. You, I'm
1: delighted to be talking with you.
0: I'm so glad you could, could come and make time for this. If you'd like to introduce yourself a little bit and then just yourself personally or your work, and then we could talk about women craft publishing.
1: Perfect. Um, so I am a mother of three teenagers. Um, they're 13, 15 and 18. I'm based in Ireland um, on the south coast. Uh, Grew up between the UK and Ireland my whole life. Um, And I set up Womancraft Publishing in 2014. So we are about to hit our 10 year anniversary, which is very, very exciting.
0: Yes. Um,
1: And I set it up because. I, I've written my whole life. Like as a child, I would write a book a year or, you know, either the school project would get totally out of control and I just, it would be far bigger than it should be. Or I'd write books for gifts for Christmas presents or birthday presents. Um, So I, I was into writing young and then I became a blogger and then I was a magazine editor when my kiddies were very little. And I did that online and from my column there and uh, my audience that was growing and growing for my blog, I decided to write a book like the 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 need to write a book hit me hard over the head um, when my kiddies were like four, two and one and they all had chickenpox and they were oh, all climbing okay. all over me. And I was just like totally overwhelmed. And this realization that I needed to create was just hit me over the head. So I wrote this book um, and put it out around publishers. And as one does, you have to wait and wait. And patience Mm -hmm. is not my forte. (laughs) Um, And so to keep myself a little bit more calm, I started on another book, which I was just going to have on my um, website as a kind of a freebie giveaway when people signed up to the newsletter. And I put it around a few uh, friends and family and everyone was like, you should publish this properly. So I looked into self-publishing and I published it myself and it did really well. Um, And I was still waiting for a publisher to say yes, um, which they did. So I was then publishing, I self-published another book whilst that was going through the process because publishing is a slow business. And um, so I had my two self-published books and my one published by a proper publishing house book. And the numbers of sales were similar, except the amount that I made from my self-publishing books was about 10 times more. And I was like, this is insane. My experience with the publisher hasn't been what I was hoping for or wanting. There was no kind of mentoring. The editing was very kind of minimal and hands-off. The marketing was very minimal and hands-off. Uh they did a beautiful job on the cover, a beautiful job on the layout, but I just felt like I was just right. kind of I didn't feel like I as an author or my book were valued.
0: Right. And right. so
1: when I kind of looked at it, I was like, well, I want creative control over my work. I want to, I want to have financial control over my work. Right. I built up skills over the years from editing on the magazine job, the blogging, and then the self publishing. I right. reckon I could maybe do this by myself. So I was talking to my magazine, my head editor, and um, she, I said to her, "Is there any chance for pay rise?" And she said, "Really sorry, can't do." I said, "Totally understand." I think I'm going to leave and start a publishing company, and as you do, like okay. yeah, yeah. I didn't go to you know a bank and get a big bank loan or anything. Like we're not founded on capitalist principles in that sense. We need right. to make money to keep right. my family afloat, to keep the people working for us afloat, but we're not based on borrowing we're not based on assets which belong to somebody else which means again that we have complete control over our company our decision making we're not answerable to shareholders we're answerable only to our authors our readers and ourselves Um, which makes us truly independent so I decided that I was going to create the publisher that I wished I'd had yeah I was going to integrate mentoring into the process so that the authors felt supported, so that they were developing skills as they went, so that there was a human being on the other end of the email or the Zoom call who says, I know that you're feeling really anxious right now. It's really overwhelming when you launch a book. It's okay. This is to be expected. We've got you. You're good. Yeah, that sort of human interaction which is what I was longing for from a publisher and then now
0: Lucy I'm just going to pause you just for a second so I just paused her for just a second because I was hearing a voice so I was hearing a little noise so Lucy you were telling me um, about the human part of the publishing
1: yeah so for me that was just absolutely vital and then the other thing was you know Authors make very little from published books. This is the kind of the yeah. big myth that people outside of publishing don't realize. But most authors would make maximum 50 cents, you know, kind of 70 U.S. cents per copy of a book that they sell. And the book might be selling for 15 or 20 dollars. So like right. an author makes very, very little. So we committed to splitting the royalties that we made on the books that we published 50 50 with I saw that so every author gets
0: 50 percent yeah
1: which is unheard of yeah in in our industry um the other thing that we did was I've heard of many authors who have horrible experiences with publishers their book gets renamed and they don't get any say in it so I really wanted to make sure that we were being fair with the people who are creating the material that we're publishing and then for right. me, as a visual artist, it's so important the the visual identity of a book. Right. Um, and so often authors are left out of that decision-making process. Totally, it's just left right. up to marketing and sales teams.
0: Right. And I just so- saw Liz Kelly's book. Um, home hmm. to her, that 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 cover is beautiful. It's just so feminine.
1: Yeah, that artist is Ala Patch. And um, she works with art and healing traumatized individuals and communities. And it's beautifully molded out of polymer clay. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So we feature women artists on about 98% of our books. We only don't right. when we really can't find an image by a woman that fits right. perfectly. Right. And for
0: our listeners, they may remember Liz Childs-Kelly from our podcast Takeover earlier in 2023. She interviewed uh, Vicki Noble and Dom San Alden earlier in the year, and she's also the author of Home to Her. She has the podcast Home to Her, and she has the book Home to Her, which was published by Women Craft Publishing and obviously edited by Lucy because Lucy is the editor for the for the publishing company.
1: It was so lovely to have... Um... Liz, come to us because um, I've been a fan of her podcast for many years. Um, I've been a guest on there a couple of times uh, myself and uh, just loved her work. She submitted to us once and she was one of the very few books that I said, not, it's not right yet, but I mm-hmm. want it. So I kind right. of, I didn't want to put pressure on because with first time authors, you know, it, it can be very stressful to, to when you're having to rework a book. And I think it's best to not have pressure on. But about a year later, I checked in with her and I said, I can't stop thinking about your book. Is there any chance right. you know I could see it again? And um, so I'm really delighted we've got it because it's a, a beautiful deep dive into the sacred feminine, both from a personal perspective, but also across um, cultures and history. It's a wow, very... Yeah inclusive look into the sacred feminine across cultures. So I'm, I'm really proud to have that as part of our WomenCraft. craft.
0: Um, now you but, have, I saw that there's at least 38 books published by womencraft so far, maybe a few more since I got those stats. So do you yeah, feel that there's
1: nearing 50, what with second editions, we've got a third edition of one and uh, we've also got our translations. Um, yeah, we've, we've, Done, made a lot of books in the last 10 years.
0: Yeah. Now, do you see a through line to which books are the right fit for women craft? Is there something I, I think all of them have a, probably have a really good spirit, a really good heart. But is oh. there from your perspective, a, a through line or a kind of the books that really call to being published through your company?
1: So because I am the person selecting the books, for me, it is what haven't i seen anywhere what books am i longing to read myself in this field Mm -hmm. and i haven't found what has an original or intriguing voice Mm -hmm. and um yeah just just very much books that are written in integrity that Have equal weighting on lived experience, both Mm -hmm. living through an initiation or general life experience, or you know, somebody's professional experience feeding into it as well, as well as well researched, Mm -hmm. kind of built on the foundation of like the
0: person has has a weight of experience. They're not a novice writer. And I'm not
1: just I'm never just looking for books which somebody kind of claims to be an expert in. You know, I have no interest in seven ways right. to get over your mother or, you know, whatever. I, I'm not no, interested in trite kind of formulaic stuff. I want stuff that has depth and wisdom and, and paradox to it. You know, stuff that yeah. is complex, not right. just trite and easy
0: I really enjoyed Amantha Murphy, Murphy's book, The Way of the Chabon. I thought that was, well, she's lovely. Anytime you listen to her talk, there's just so much wisdom and so much depth there. But I also really love, I know that's one of the books you published as well. And I thought that was a great book, for instance.
1: It was, it is. And and it was our most controversial book of all time, which, you know, you never see really? it coming. Yeah, Why yeah. is that? Oh, there was a massive campaign against it in the middle of lockdown, lockdown number three. Wow. A lot of people home, getting cross. Uh, Yeah, we were accused of cultural appropriation of Irish culture, bearing in mind the author is Irish, her scribe is Irish, myself and my husband, the publishers, are Irish. I'm not quite (laughs) sure how you can (laughs) appropriate your own culture, but that's what we were were accused of.
0: (laughs) Wow. Mm. So did have you made it through that then or or people? We don't made have it through. Time? We made it through by yeah. standing
1: together. We yeah. we did what you were kind of recommended to do, which is just to wait it out, to individually engage with people who come to you to try and resolve issues, to answer questions. We were we were an open book to whoever needed to ask questions, but when it got to just kind of like a kind of a cancellation really kind of just cancel consolidate culture people then we were just yeah. like actually no this isn't okay they were they were discrediting her as a human being her as a right. professional wow. who's been working in this field for 40 years and so you know we we had a conversation and she said i'm not prepared just to sit here and just have have myself just you know raked over the coals that's not okay i'm happy right. to engage on whatever points people don't agree with but not just Attacking me, right? Right. So you were able to, as a
0: publishing company, you were able to stand with her. Then it sounds like,
1: yep, she stood up and said her piece. We stood up and said our piece that we're absolutely all for creative engagement with people with differing opinions, but we are not for cancellation of human beings. We're not for bullying. We're not for harassment. That is, you know, that is absolutely not okay.
0: Right, and I imagine. Those type of experiences um, help you get it stronger as a company, get as stronger as a as a g- collective group publishing these books. Sort of the learning I, I always find after those types of experiences we carry some wisdom and with us into the future. You know, that no, yeah, this I'd is not our books. Say, these are our yeah.
1: I'd love to agree these with are you our on books. that, but actually no. no. Actually it it nearly broke me broke us and and there was very much um i'm neurodivergent i'm autistic and um Mm, and uh struggle with anxiety depression and it very much was whoa what what are we doing if if we can be attacked this much on Mm -hmm. on this uh do we really want to be doing this there are easier ways to make a living right there are easier ways to do good in the world than, you know, face, face right. this. Right.
0: And what made you decide to continue?
1: The absolute wave of support that came at us when we were honest about what had been happening and clear about our position because we'd been very much handling it behind the scenes. Okay. And we have such an enormous international community who know and value our work as womancraft, who know and value my work as Lucy H Pierce and who know and value Amantha's work for 40 years in her field. So the wave of support, emails, messages, people buying the book, gifting it, leaving us reviews on Amazon who, you know, previously hadn't just to counteract the, right hate and the negativity that that were coming in and then then it felt we felt held you know because right. there is a, there's a degree of shame that comes with people attacking you and saying you've done something wrong and so you know it was just that feeling of no actually our community has our backs our community knows that we're not in any way trying to create yeah. disinformation or or attack or hurt, like, that's not what we stand for. So right. it strengthened us in that sense that, you know, we, as a community, we we got to kind of stand together, but I wouldn't choose that.
0: <laughs> no. Well, and, and one of the things that we talk a lot about on uh, Make Matriarchy Great Again is, is there's a lot of attempts to put women back into a box to oh, get, absolutely. you know, And so, as women start to try, as start to have their voices, start to be empowered, that backlash happens with people who want to have the power back. So, hearing that story about community, that also seems like the power of women or the power of matriarchy is when people gather together and support one another. So, absolutely, and I know this process. You know,
1: like I wrote about it in my book, *Burning Woman*. I I wrote about this whole process of the the fire kind of rising up within us, the the desire to express ourselves, the fear of what will happen when we do, and the response of the patriarchal response to to shame, to shut down, and to burn you, to call you a witch, to burn you, to shut you up. So I knew it, I know it, but it doesn't make it any easier.
0: No, it's not. not it has nothing to do with experience and direct experience mm. and having to go through like a trial by fire you'd almost absolutely. call Absolutely
1: that is absolutely yeah. what it is you know and it wasn't just for you know in a way it kind of would have been easier if it had been one of my books because then it's just me that's got to deal with it whereas we were trying to you know having to handle things on behalf of a author and a scribe and it was just, yeah. you know, and and on behalf of our entire company, it was, yeah, it was really stressful. I can't believe we spent so long talking about such a miserable thing, but I hope it helps somebody.
0: Well, I think it does because um, even knowing that you're still here, um, knowing that um, that hearing that the people that people came to support you, reminding people who are listening that that it's important to go support authors, to go onto Amazon and review them, to when you see a bad review to that you can tell as an attack to, to take the time to go and support the author and to go support people, because that's how we're going to remain empowered is that type of support. So that part of the story, I, I think is very inspiring that, that you made it through that you persisted and that that support came to you and, and the 50 authors, 50, that's a big deal. Uh, yeah. It sounds and like I, mean- I saw that some of your books are, Nautilus winners you know yeah there's... I've got three
1: nautilus winners myself and um and Liz uh home to her um she won a gold nautilus this year as well, so very exciting, yeah. as well as you yeah. know many other awards for um other of our authors, so it's yeah i like, we we're, we're doing we're doing good things in this world
0: <laughs> absolutely yeah. and, and I see i mean you're looking to change the paradigm that's part of the description, and you're looking to let's see if I can um you're looking to change the world through what you're doing and I imagine it's hard to see it while you're in it but I imagine you've seen a little bit of that shifting that just that a pop book is successful or seeing that people like it so much I imagine that that mission have you seen anything to show you that that mission is 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 being successful in some way
1: absolutely I mean you know regularly just being tagged into people's pictures of their bookshelves and seeing our books on their shelves, being tagged into yeah. inspiring quotes from our books that are being shared all over social media by people we've never come across with massive accounts. Um for right. example, Pink shared um a quote from Burning Woman um on her account and that was just absolutely incredible. You know, just that was way out of our, wow. our normal community. Um, right you know to have our, our stuff picked up by you know cnn um did a, an article on on the resurgence of witchcraft and again burning woman was named in that um just yes. having things like you know yoga for witches started a genre a subgenre of its own um wow so there are now several copycat books but that was the very first in its field um you know seeing kitchen witchery kind of getting another kind of big boost with our two books on that you know, even just seeing, you know, people, I've, people have got um, words of mine tattooed onto their bodies.
0: Wow. Uh, you know, yeah. that
1: sort of thing. Uh, Burning Women's inspired um, a festival. It's inspired songs. Songs yes. that have got remixed. You know, it's just, it's really beautiful. And lots and lots and lots of artwork inspired by our books. Really lovely to see how one creative idea sparks another and and that how that kind of passes out throughout the world so although I've never met these people they have been inspired by our works and have you know inspire others through their teaching their offerings whatever it is that you know however they bring our words out into the world or inspired by them and that's just that is so special because like we are literally helping to create a new culture
0: Yes, that's what I think, too. That's, uh-huh. I think that's what inspired me when I first had the idea to have you on to talk about it, because I do think this is part of how we're going to change culture. Uh-huh. I saw the majority, if not all of the books are, are female artists. So you're supporting female artists with the book covers. And um, and then as an editor, I imagine you have an opportunity to help people get to the core of their message as well, Yeah, if that.
1: Especially with first time authors, you know, kind of people can come like I have authors that come to me with almost in inverted commas, perfect manuscripts that really only need, you know, a tweak here and there. But that's that's the minority. You know, the majority will need a degree of help with structural editing, with suggestions of how to weave their own story into the bigger story that they're telling. Um and i just i absolutely adore that part of my work you know it's it's brain boggling <laughs> to hold a whole book in your head and try to reweave it and see where the holes are, see what's needed yeah. But I absolutely love that um and then the other way that we we support um both women and um our culture, our environment as a whole is that uh we Give a percentage of our profits each year to Tree Sisters, who are involved in um, reforesting the tropics. Wonderful. Um, and we, all of our books are available um, for free on e-readers to people in developing countries through a program called World Reader. And so they are provided with, you know, Kindle e-reader type things if they don't have a mobile phone that they can read on and then, or if they can't read it, you know, on a computer at a, a center or whatever. Um, and then they get to read our books. So there are, you know, my books moon time, which is about the menstrual cycle and um, reaching for the moon have been read by hundreds of thousands of girls and women across Africa and India and Pakistan. I mean, just removing shame around menstruation, giving yeah. more information about what the menstrual looks like, cycle looks like, feels like, how we can care for ourselves during it. I mean, when I wrote these books, they were menstruation wasn't something that was talked about in right. the mainstream. It was, it was very shameful. much a niche was... subject, or it was a scientific and biological s- subject. And I've always kind of straddled those two things. I need my stuff grounded in in the factual, in the real, but I also need it... Very much grounded in the lived experience, and bringing in insights from right spiritual practice. There's which- a
0: poetic side mm. to our experience. There's mm. a there's a spirit side to our experience that doesn't. It's not just the scientific part that makes it feel full and lived and real. Mm. And and I'm also feeling like as an editor, a lot of people self-publish. And to have a real editor, I imagine that can make such a big difference. Oh, it strengthens the book. the
1: book hugely. It really does. To be honest, there's very few people who can self-publish without any sort of external input, either in editing or in proofreading. I mean, it's something that you do need to have other eyes another mind on it just to kind of see where the gaps are, see where you've perhaps made a- assumptions that you know, people understand something and they don't, or, you know, there might be a gap in your own knowledge.
0: Right. And I imagine that as part of the success of women craft is that there's good editing. I mean, it sounds like there's several categories where you've been number one on Amazon. Yeah, You've had the book of awards. I imagine that, that last piece of having someone from outside the book, because it's when you're, writing a book, you're too close to it, right? It's hard to yeah. see it properly. And then to have someone who respects where you're going with it, has a sense of where you're going with it, but also is willing to really dig in and take the time to help you yeah. shape it into an even better book. I imagine that's part of the quality of the books for people who come to Craft to have books that have really gotten to where they need to get to with with the writing and with the storytelling
1: so and the other thing is just that you know with with a lot of mainstream publishers the the life-changing or paradigm shifting bits would would just be kind of cut out straight away the kind of the non-mainstream bits wouldn't make it through um right so i that's something that i do love is that you know we and then and for other publishers like uh alternative publishers they can go very in the direction of woo and very little kind of actual this has to make sense by the real world standards too and so i because i've got a foot in both camps i really make sure that our books are balanced in both ways um and i think that makes them stronger books
0: Mm mm-hmm now, if someone was listening to this episode and they feel they might have a book inside of them, how how would someone contact WomenCraft if they were interested in working with you? I'm sure you're pretty busy, so it's not like you're trying to get more books, but there's no. a chance someone will listen to this and just know that you're the person for them. And if that was the case, what would they just go to the website and fill out yeah, an if you Go to
1: WomenCraftPublishing.com and we have a submissions page there. And on it are all the things we we do publish and the things that we don't publish, the place where you've got to live to be published by us and uh, places where we can't publish you if you live, Um, that sort of thing. And then there's also a video there, which was a call I did before submissions opened um, last time to give you a real talk through what woman craft is what to expect from us, um, how to submit. And the second half of that video, regardless of whether you're gonna submit to us or not, is really helpful guidance on creating the best submission that you can so that a publisher sits up and takes notice. You know, the do's and don'ts of creating a good um, submission. Because obviously I want everybody to create the best submissions they can so that I can really see the good in them and then their book so that if there is a lot of crafting that's still needed, you know, I can see the gem that's hidden there. Um, So we open for um, submissions usually every 18 months. Um, And so we, we book ahead, you know, we've got our books booked in now until the end of 2026. Um, That's how far ahead you have to work as a publisher. So our, uh, Submissions will probably be opening again at the end of 2024. So if people join the Womancraft Publishing mailing list, they're the first people we tell when it's open again. So, um, yeah, and we we don't sadly accept manuscripts outside of that time. And that is very common for publishers. That makes sense. uh, Just to have a time where where submissions are open. Last time we got almost 50 uh, submissions and we took two definites out of that. And we said six maybes. So,
0: okay. Yeah. So I can understand with a smaller company too. There's now, the other thing I wanted to mention too, before I forget is that they can also go to that website to look at all the wonderful books you already have published. Yeah. So, because you have a very nice website for, it shows all the books. They can search through that. Obviously they can buy any of them on Amazon, I believe, but if they can buy them through your site, I imagine... That's better financially, usually. It's you a little know, I better. I, I mean,
1: to be honest, we, we get a good deal from Amazon. Um, you know, Amazon has terrible working practices. And, um, you know, I totally agree with that. But actually, in terms of how we're set up, we do get a reasonably good um, kickback from Amazon in okay, terms of good. our sales. Um, so the, the thing that you get from us is that all of our books are signed. And they come with a bookmark. So every time we publish a new book, we publish an exclusive bookmark to go with it. So if you're within the first kind of 500 copies of that sold from our website, you'll get the exclusive one that matches your book. If not, you'll just get um, one of the bookmarks that I have designed um, for Womancraft.
0: That's wonderful. So I'd encourage people to go check out their website, womencraftpublishing.com. And then let me just look over and make sure I didn't forget to say anything about um, obviously female artists helping female voices, um, the fairness, the integrity. It, it's, it's just a wonderful, I I've, I've, I've found lots of, the, lots of books on your website. They, there's quite a few wonderful books there. Um, is there anything that you wanted to say about Women Craft Publishing before we start wrapping up did we forget forget Um, anything
1: I mean just that you know it to continue on how we pay things forward because we we pay back back to the 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 trees that were cut down in order to make our books through through tree sisters and forward through um world reader but also through the un hcr for um girls education fund and then many of our individual books will give to causes that are related to what they're written about. So mm. my new one, Crow Moon, um, the, there's a percentage of the profits which are going to three woodland charities in the local area, in the woods that I walked whilst I was writing the books. Um, Wonderful. There's lots of different um, you know, women's charities, menstrual health, um we give to to women's prisons we give to red tents goddess temples so we we try to um feminist libraries we try to make sure that our books are there to be found to be read and enjoyed by communities who might not be able to afford them or might not have come across them but you know that they they hold some seeds of nourishment wisdom tools in them that um that will be of of use to those communities so it is a very important part of what we do like we consider ourselves to be creating ripples that create more ripples so we have our, our community that we've built up around us over the last 10 years and each of them has their own communities and so on and so on so every person or place that comes across a Womancraft craft book usually creates more ripples by recommending it, by gifting it. So that's a really exciting thing. When yeah. you think about how publishing is usually done, it's with big right. budgets, big marketing budgets, it, with book tours that use a huge amount of fossil Take tools. up all your time. Yeah. yeah. And so for us, it's just really important that we share our books in a meaningful and responsible way and one that doesn't you know we don't have a large marketing budget so we have to be very creative in how we share our books how we get them out there and i think women appreciate that because they're not being sold to they're not being sold at they're actually just we're sharing
0: right and you do have a facebook page uh women craft publishing we do and Uh,
1: instagram is 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 our even bigger social media um, outlet. So that's womancraft underscore publishing.
0: Um, right. So people can find you there.
1: Yeah. And we, we do do and a that, lovely feed there of inspiring, you know, quotes and tools and photographs. Yeah. So I do highly recommend following that.
0: And also before we, we wrap up, I did want to ask you about your, your upcoming book. It's coming out in March, mm-hmm. Crow Moon. Did you want to say anything about that before we finish up?
1: Sure. Um. So, Chrome Moon is my twelfth book, and it's a bit of a departure for me, in that it combines words and images. So, it's my first. I've illustrated um the Kitchen Witch Companion and Soulful Pregnancy, but I've never actually done a book that the images are as integral as the words to the book. And so, the, the journey of the book is through. The, to the heart of the dark woods both internally those kind of yes. dark places that we, we're kind of scared to go inside that the the selves that we're, we're scared to discover and also through the woodlands you know learning to explore um be guided by nature in the form of the crow and the crow has always been like an omen um has been uh, a guide through spiritual transformation in many many different cultures and so the book started with me coming across this tens of thousands of crows coming in at dusk to roost and I'd never experienced anything like it. Um and so it, it just piqued my fascination and so began the journey with the crow and the caked woman. So it's it's wow. exciting. And it's it's had yeah. our fastest pre-order sales ever. It went on pre-order on the first of December, um, so that's very exciting because yeah. it's it's a strange book. It's 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 perhaps challenging, and it's different to what I've done before. But um, women are very excited about it.
0: Yeah, well, and if you if you do things the same way, you get the same results. So sometimes to unlock something you need to kind of approach it in a different way with oh. images, with, you know, that, that creates a different alchemy, it creates oh. a different magic. So, and so I saw that you could pre-order that on Amazon, or it looks like if you pre-order it from Craft, then you get the signed copy. So if anybody's interested in that, they should definitely look that up. So, and then do, you, it sounds like most of your works are WomenCraft. I know you're teaching. Is there any other sites you would like to share? Um, is it mainly through WomenCraft these days? Is there anything else?
1: I mean, people can uh, find out about my own personal work at Pierce dot com. So that's where I share. Um, you can find out more about my backstory, about my books, uh, about teaching that I'm doing, and you know, I run a kind of a, a newsy blog on there. I used to do a proper blog, but now it's just right. kind of you know what's what's new in in my world. Um, on that, right. um, so yeah.
0: Okay, so check out check her out at her website, or go to Women Craft Publishing. All of all of Lucy's or most of Lucy's books are there, and I've it's just been a real pleasure having you. I'm so glad we were able to make the time, and we should also celebrate the fact that you're just about to enter the 12 year anniversary for Women Craft Publishing. So just a little bit of um, let's see if I did that right.
1: All right. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) It might go off again. Uh, (laughs) It's worth two applauses probably um <laughs> sean is normally at the, the control so i'm still learning uh, about the sounds but thank you so much lucy it was a pleasure having you i hope everybody goes out and checks out your books and the other books at women craft publishing and so this is lauren torres thanks everybody for joining me sending out love uh i'll see you next time